I first got out of the Army, I went straight to, the, to Mexico to the mission fields. And uh, I, I spent time with a missionary named Wayne Myers. Wayne's 100 years old this year, still preaching. And I ran into a lifestyle that absolutely pricked my heart, grabbed hold of me. I saw a, a man that was living to give. I mean, he, he, was, he was living his life on planet Earth with the purpose of blessing somebody, lifting somebody, embracing somebody. And I saw that. I said, ah, this is it. I, this is the, I'm, I'm embracing this. And I right there made a vow to God and to myself. And I said, this is how I will live the rest of my life, living to give because it's the very nature of God. So I want to encourage you to hook up with that same lifestyle of giving. I mean, embrace it, living to give. And you can give to your local church. You can give to other ministries. I've partnered with ministries since around the world since I was a teenager. And I tell you, God's blessed me for it. I wouldn't trade it. You can also partner with us. We're always happy to embrace partners. We pray for them every day. But as long as you hook up with that concept, that lifestyle of God, living to give, then it'll be a blessing to others and it'll certainly be a blessing to you. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello everyone, we are so thankful you have joined us today here on More Than Conquerors program. It's an honor to have this time with you and we don't take it in any way lightly that you have given us your time. So we want to share some of these very, very valuable and important truths from the Word of God. And Terry, I'd like to just kind of start today by reading one scripture that will help people realize uh, really the value of the breadth of all of this teaching sure. from the Word of God. We're talking about living to give from Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> I mean, that's that's as broad as you can get. We're Very talking about true. the whole kingdom of God. Uh, you know, Jesus said the kingdom of God is likened to a seed that is planted in the ground. You know, I mean, he said yep. that's what it's like. So I wanted to read this one scripture to you in Philippians 1.10 and have Terry expound on uh, the, the real breadth, length, depth, height of, of all of these things that, are, that God has commanded us in living to give as a lifestyle, that we have to have an understanding of that, that this is not a flippant operation. This is like the whole way everything functions, because if we don't have... If we don't have health and finances and we do not have the ability to do, actually go preach the gospel, live as a testimony right in your neighborhood for the kingdom of God, then you've got to show, like the Old Testament says, I think it's Deuteronomy 4, the Lord says, when the enemy or the Philistines or the people that live around you see what great truths these are, then, then they're going to say, what a large and important people this is. 
that has a God so right. near to them right. as the Lord our God is just. That's Deuteronomy chapter 4. But look here at this in Philippians 1.10. It, say, it says, so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, so that you recognize the highest and the best, and you distinguish the moral differences, and that you may be untainted, pure, unerring, blameless, so that you, with hearts sincere and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing other people to stumble. I don't want somebody stumbling over me trying to get to Jesus. Sure, course, you know, I want people to there to see a clear path that this is what God is like. We're living letters known and read of all men, like the scripture says. And so we are out there living epistles telling people God is a good God. Sure. The Lord will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He, he, by his stripes, you are healed. That's what the communion cup stands for. That's what the bread stands for. And we're out here sharing all these things that are very vital, Absolutely. very valuable, Absolutely. essential to the kingdom of God. And it all has to do with the seed time and harvest principle of sowing and reaping, living to give. Absolutely. With God, everything is, <laughs> as long as time everything. remains, there Genesis will be 8, seed time and harvest. Yes. It's just the law of God. It's immutable. That's how it all works, It's folks. incapable of change. Everything yeah. operates on that basis. Yeah, get over being offended about money <laughs> and abundance. Just get over it and move over onto the what we said, living on the hallelujah side. You know, instead of fighting... Yeah. For your right to be sick. <laughs> or poor. And fighting for your right to be poor. Yes, no joke. Why not just go with the Bible and say, God wants me to be blessed. Be blessed. God wants me healed. God wants yeah. me prosperous. Just God take wants off me your well. boxing gloves and, and relax. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Well, it's amazing to me. I yeah. remember when I came back from Panama, I was an 18-year-old kid and it nearly died and had several diseases. And... Uh, I, I just, when I got back to the States, the pastor said, oh, Brother Terry's back from Panama, living in the jungle. And he about died for Jesus down there, and everybody just clapped, you know. And, and, My and I just thought, you know, I don't, I don't get the point. Right. Uh, and, you know, God can't hardly get anybody to be a missionary. That's true. And finally he gets some That's girl true. or some guy to say, I'll go, send I'll me. Go. Yeah. And then he kills them. Oh, that right. doesn't make sense. No general kills his troops. That doesn't make military strategy. No. And and I realized, you know, if I hadn't been so sick, I could help more people. Right. I mean, I was 18 years old, and I, but I figured that out. I thought right. if I hadn't been so sick, right. I could have done more for God. I, if I wasn't confined to my hammock, you know, because I had yellow fever. I had I had dysentery for three months. I had a blood disease with sores all over my body that ran pus and blood. Then the military later told me they saw Confirmed the uh, on, had, they, they saw in the X-rays yeah. of my lungs that I had, had tuberculosis. And I didn't even know that. Yeah. You know, and and so I was so wow. sick. Yeah. And still did some things for God, but nothing to what I could have done. Right. And then I thought, by the same token, if I'd had some money, yeah, I could have, I could have done some things could for God. Could have helped a lot more, you people. know. And and it yeah. just didn't make sense to me as an eighteen-year-old kid. I said, I just don't get the point. Right. That the church preaches that God wants to kill his missionaries, or his Christians. You know, I just, right. no no general does that. No general is going to kill his troops. Mm. Well, and it's the value. That's what this verse here in, in Philippians one ten says: is learning the value of giving. Learning the value of being able to, as Brother Wayne says, share. Yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. The value of not just giving your life and service, but having the resources and the tools to give. That's that's value. 
That is essential. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. all part of things that are absolutely excellent in the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Like you were talking about, I think, in the last program, um, the Good Samaritan. You know, um, where you talked about... The three philosophies you, of life. Yeah, say those again, because I think people need to hear that. Well, That's so everybody important. knows the story of the Good Samaritan, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and Jesus said that that the thieves jumped out and, and, and beat this guy up and left and took everything he had, including his clothes, left him naked and half dead yeah. and uh, by the roadside. And so I said, you know, the, the philosophy of life those thieves lived by back then, 2,000 years ago, and right. still today right. is what is thine is mine, and I'll take it by whatever means necessary. We see that everywhere now. If I have to come right now, in your house we? or if I have to hijack your car or what you have belongs to me, I, they justify why why they should take your stuff, why right. your stuff really should belong to them. That's right. So what's mine is mine. That's the mindset what's mine of a is thief. mine, yeah. and I'll get it by whatever means necessary. Yeah, the mindset of a thief. And then he said two religious men came by. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, they weren't Christians by any stretch of the imagination, but they were religious men. One was the priest, and one was a Levite out of the tribes of the priest. And Jesus said he saw him. They saw him, but just passed by on the other side. They yeah. was laying there naked and half dead, needed help, but they just went the other direction. Amazing. So their philosophy of life was what's mine is mine because they had their own oil and wine and bandages. They had their little leather pouch that everybody did. They could have helped him. That's they right. could have ministered to him. They could have shared with him. Exactly. But they said, no, 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 what's mine is mine, and I'll keep it. And so, uh, and then the third philosophy was, of course, the Good Samaritan came along, wow. saw the guy in trouble, saw him naked and half dead, went to him, had compassion on him, took his own oil and wine and bandages out and ministered to my, him, my, put my, him on his own picture. on his own beast of burden, took yeah. him to the local hotel, paid the bill, said to the said to the innkeeper, whatever he needs, whatever he spends, I'll take care of it. I'll take yeah. care of it. And, and so his philosophy of life was, whatever is mine is thine, and I'll I'll share. I'll, I'll, I'll you can have it if you need it. And so Jesus then asked the people. He said, wow. now, which one of these three do you think was the friend of the guy yes. that fell among the thieves? And they said, well, obviously, <laughs> it's not the, a hard question. obviously the last guy, the good Samaritan, he said, yeah, yeah, go you and do likewise. You do the same thing. And he said, even as I came, the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give my life a ransom for many. And so those three concepts of life still exist today. And, and you have still have, even in the church, you have people saying, what's mine is mine. No, they don't right. just do that way with their brother and sister in Christ. They do it with God. Like, Lord, <laughs> you yeah, know, don't yeah. ask me for any money. You're good enough to save my soul. You're good enough right. to heal my body. Right. Uh, but I leave my money alone. Don't tell me I have to tithe. Don't tell me I have to give. You know, I, I need you to give me a new car. I need you to give me a house. I need you to give me a job. I need you to heal my body. But now, now leave my money alone. It's mine. That stuff's mine. And well, so that's that's got to, that philosophy of life has got to go, and we've got to accept that philosophy of life that the Samaritan has. That what's profound. mine is yours, Lord. That is just that, that's what covenant's about, Renee. Right, covenant, exactly. covenant uh, that, that the Indians cut, the tribal people cut, that right. the natives in Africa cut, that all tribes around the world cut covenant, right. blood covenant. Yes. And when they do, what they're saying is everything I have is yours Hallelujah. and everything you have is Thank mine. Thank you, Father. Yeah. So, so that's what the covenant says. So yeah. when God cut covenant with us, we didn't bring a lot to the table. No, it's not a good deal for him. It's a good, great deal for us because yes. he says, he says, whatever you have is mine. 
And we say, oh, no, 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 it's mine, 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 mine. Mm. He says, but whatever I have is yours. Well. You know, that's a, that's a better deal. God's got more stuff than we do. No joke. So just <laughs> so to be in covenant with God and say, Lord, everything I have is yours, Whoa, but well, well, everything you have is mine. Oh, God. That's a great deal for us. Yes, and yet Christians yes. still don't want to do it. They still want to say, no, mine, mine, mine. You yeah. know, the one of the first words a baby learns yes. is mine. Yes. Isn't I mean, something? a tiny, precious, little, sweet baby <laughs> will get so mean and so mad and just grit their, well, they don't even have teeth yet. They're just, and they just, mine, 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 mine. You know, that, we don't even have to teach them that. Mm-mm. That's just the flesh it's personified. Just, it's just I'm built I'm telling in. you, you can watch it in early childhood development. It is there immediately. Oh, course, the flesh is right there. And they'll hold it close to their chest. <laughs> and they look so innocent. You know, they'll, they'll pull it up like this, mine. That's right. They won't just that's say, right. uh, that's mine. They'll say, mine. Yeah. It's amazing, Terry. It's just amazing that 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 personality or that philosophy Mm -hmm. of the flesh, Mm -hmm. it will stay in a human being and will function there all the way to the grave. Yeah, all the way to the grave. If it is never, never, never submitted to the Lord Jesus. Jesus is trying to get across to us to have his philosophy of life that whatever I have belongs belongs to you you. and you can have it if you need it. Well, it's it's not, it's not. It's the, you know, the quality of the gift is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're lying there half dead yeah. and somebody comes along and has the resources yes. to nurse you back yes. to life, take you to a place where more care can be given to you, that is phenomenal in the fact that he had all the resources that this guy needed and he willingly shared it with them. Exactly. I, I think about, uh, we have some members in our family that um, the parents have been uh, very generous through the years, but they give uh, they give a gift that is so thought well thought out that they they've been thinking about giving this gift for six months. Wow! They've been thinking about how they want to give the gift, when they want to give the gift, and how the gift should be presented, and right down to the day they're going to take it and give it. I right. mean, there is such right, thought. Right, right. Where with me, sometimes I'm just, you know, I'm running by the drugstore, grabbing stuff, throwing it in a bag. And, hey, slide in on home base. I made it to the to the birthday party, you know. And yet you and I, you're better at this, some of that than I am on stuff. You'll you'll go, you'll think about, I've been thinking about, I want to do this for the, you know, whatever child or grandchild or son or daughter right. or whatever I want to do. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking... Oh, we've got to do that now, you know, and I'm right in there with you. Right. But but there's a thoughtfulness that goes into the care of being able to have the resources to do what you want to do to bless course, somebody, you know, to bless them, and, and which is what back, you've done with JMICF. Of course. You know, all through the years. And it all goes back to a mindset of living to give. It is. It, it is. gives you a piece of saying, I'm not going to do without. Right. Because I'm a giver. That's you know, right. Like a farmer saying, I'm not going to do it now. I've, I've already planted that field. It's going to come right. back to me. That's right. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to harvest that Isn't field. That, I'm going to eat that off that field. That is such a comfort to the soul. That you know, is my so grandkids amazing. will tell you, and well, my, even my son Lynn that's traveled all over the world with me, but my grandkids will tell you too, that I've said for decades and decades and decades, I said, you know, my pockets grow money. Yes. And I tell my grandkids, you know, Papa's pockets grow money. Yes, yes. And uh, for years, Lynn would travel with me overseas. Mm-hmm. I mean, since he was like 12. Yeah. You know, travel with me and take pictures and do stuff. Right, and I, right. I, more and more, I worked him into where he was paying the bills. You know, right. I'd give him money and he'd pay the bills. And uh, every night of the world, on in India or Africa or wherever we were, right. uh, we'd start <laughs> to go to bed. With, I'd get separate rooms, you know, and and we'd start to go to bed. So I'd take all everything out of my pocket and put it on the dresser. 
you know, and then I'd hand him the cash. I said, here, here's some cash. Here's all the cash. And, and he knew I didn't have any cash. That's all there is. Right. And so the next day, then we'd go to buy breakfast or go to do something. You know, I'd reach in my pocket and start paying for it. He said, where'd you get any money? <laughs> I had all your money. You don't have any money. And I said, my pockets grow money. Yes. Yeah, you know, and I started telling my grandkids that. So now right. they said, Papa's pockets grow money. <laughs> but, you know, if you if that's your attitude, that my right. pockets grow money. That's right. If there's always a supply. That's right. That I'm not going to be broke. I'm not going to run out. Yeah, this is, the, I'm laughing, the, but this is not frivolous. God this is, is life. That God is supernatural. Abundant that God life. is a creator that he creates. Yes, yes. You know, and you know, one of the, one of the scriptures, you know, we've talked about for years, I, 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 it slips in my mouth where it is, but, but it, it basically in the original language says, if, if God doesn't have it, he'll create it for you. Yeah. You know, if you go to That's God John and ask him for something 14, and he 15, doesn't have it, he'll, million, he'll create yeah. it for you. Ask what you will. And and so most people say, well, I don't believe that. Well, then don't worry about it. It won't happen to you. Yeah. You know, but I believe it. I do, too. I absolutely I do too. believe it. And, you know, I was, I was thinking, uh, you know, I was preaching the other day and talking about the people in the wilderness, you know, with Moses. And they were griping and complaining and griping and complaining about everything. Right, right. And then one day they got to the Numbers chapter 11. They got to griping and complaining about food. They said, we're so hungry. We want meat. We hadn't had meat. We're, we even missed the, we missed Egypt. We missed the stuff we had. We even missed the cucumbers we ate in Egypt. I thought, how can you miss a cucumber? But they, <laughs> they missed cucumbers. And, and finally That's they amazing. got, they got on God's last nerve. I yeah. mean, they, they got, they got, they pushed him to the end. Dangerous place. And, and to he do. said to him, he said, I tell you what. He said, you're griping about this, saying, who will give us flesh to eat? And we want to go back to Egypt. And we'd be better off if we'd have stayed in Egypt. He said, uh, I'll give you flesh. I'll give you flesh to eat. And you'll not eat it one day. And you'll not eat it two days. And you'll not eat it three days. And you'll not eat it 10 days. And you'll not eat it 20 days. Wow. That's Numbers chapter 11. He said, but even a whole month until it comes out your nostrils, I'll give you flesh. I'll give you so much meat that it's be coming out your nostrils and you'll be tired even looking at it or thinking about it. And uh, you'll say it's loathsome to us. We we despise well, this. We hate it. He said, I'll, I'll fix your wagon. That's right. And uh, sure enough, that's well, exactly what happened. He said, you wept before me and saying, I want to go back to Egypt. He said, I'll, I'll give you flesh. He said, this time tomorrow, I'll give you quail. I'll give you quail and man. I'll give you quail on toast. Yeah. You know how much that costs today? And, uh, a bunch. <laughs> and it says the next day that, that, well, let me see what the scripture says here. In, in uh, chapter 11 of Numbers, in verse uh, oh, 21, mm -hmm. it says, uh, Moses said to, the, said, said to the Lord, The people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen, and you said you'll give them flesh that they can eat for a month. You know, like, Lord, did you bite off more than you can chew? Lord, are you kind of exaggerating a little bit? Lord, Lord, I got just the footman alone, there's 600,000. Well, All of us together, there's 3 million, you know, between 2 and 3 million. Yeah, but he yeah. said, and you said you're going to give them quail uh, for a month? How do you think you're going to pull that off? And, and the Lord said, and, <laughs> and the Lord said this to him. He said, uh, uh, I'll give them flesh if they eat a whole month. Uh, and then Moses said, yeah, but shall the flocks of the herds uh, be slain? Do we kill all the, all the flocks we have to, to sustain them? Or, or, or shall we go all the, all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them? How are we going to feed them? And the Lord said, hey, my, my arm's not short. See, God doesn't have a supply problem. No. <laughs> God didn't say, oh, my God, how am I going to get Thank that quail? God. I'm going to have to order it from Amazon. 
no, no, no. He said, he said, my, he, right here, he says, my, my arm's not short. Is the Lord's hand waxed short that you see now whether my word will come to pass to the or not? My goodness. No, and so it, the Bible says here that, uh, let me see where I want to go with this for I, I don't read you a whole bunch here. Uh, start at verse uh, 31. It says, And there went forth a wind from the Lord. Isn't that crazy? A wind, wind. from the Lord. Now, when God gives you a wind, that's pretty serious. A wind he from said, the Lord. There went forth a wind from the Lord. Numbers 11, verse 31. Wow. And it brought quail from the sea. <laughs> well, now I'm a quail hunter. <laughs> Quail don't come from the sea. No, they don't. You know, out here in South Texas, I take my boys and your boys and, yeah. and the grandkids, and we go out there and kick around some mesquite bushes. You know, a covey will bust out of here, a covey of quail, and maybe there's 10, 12, 15 in the covey, or, or we have a dog with us, he'll bust them, and there'll yeah. be little coveys of 10 here and 5 here and 20 there. But this says they came out of the sea. That's just phenomenal. Yeah. That means it's supernatural. It is supernatural. God just sat there and said, you want quail? That's yeah, I'll give you quail, not for a day, not for two days, That's not for five days, not for 10 days, not for 20 days. I'll give you quail for a month until it's coming out your nostrils. Wow. And I mean, he caused a wind from the Lord to that brought, that that brought quail from the sea. The sea. I love that. I mean, that that, insel- that right there is a is a scientific phenomenon. Well, it's impossible. It's impossible. Because they came from this other world. They came from this. Y'all need to go back and look at our series a few weeks back, a couple months back, where we talked about the supernatural, where are you from? Yeah. And we talked about this, that that those those quail didn't come just from there. Yeah, right. They came from that other world. See, Paul told us there's two worlds. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.18, he said, we don't look at the things we can see. Wow. We look at the things we can't see. Because the things we can see are perishable, they're temporary, they're, they're temporal, they won't last. But the things you can't see over here in the real world where God lives, things, yeah. those things, they're eternal, they'll last forever. And so all those miracles in, in the Old Testament and New Testament, wow. they came from that other world. Yeah. You know, where'd the fire come from with Elijah? It came from that other world. Where'd right. the hailstones come from in Joshua chapter 10 that the angels, right. the angels killed the enemy with? They came from that other world. Right. You know, wh- wh- how, did, how did, well, I could go on and on. But anyway, back to the quail. It says this, it says, uh, <laughs> it says, there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side, walking the day that way, and a day's journey on the other side. Wow. So this is walking two days. There's quail on the ground for two days' walk. My goodness. All right. That's even hard to wrap your head no. around. It were a day's journey on this side, as it were a day's journey on the other side, round about the camp, as it were two cubits high. Well, a cubit is a foot and a half, 18 inches. So, so two be, cubits would be three feet high. So these quail deep. fell. A yard deep. A yard deep, three feet deep, a day's journey that way, a day's walk that way, and a day's walk that way. Now... You know, my son Lynn's here today, and your son Matt's here today, and we've killed a lot of quail. Yeah, right. And we've cleaned a lot of quail, but I wouldn't want to clean that much quail. <laughs> that three feet deep, a day's well, walk that way, and a day's walk that way, and they got to clean those birds. Yeah. 
tell your teenage boys. I mean, even if you just breast them, you know, I, we taught the boy, Dean, your husband, Dean and yeah. I taught them, just take your finger and stick it in their throat here and rip their breast out, you know, and don't even mess with the guts and, and cleaning them and, and are trying to eat their legs or something. You just yeah. jerk the breast out. Yeah. That'd still be a lot That's of quail. That's a lot of work. That's, That's a, lot, a of work. lot of work. Teenage boys, a way to earn your allowance. No joke. Likely. No joke. And it says, uh, a, a day's journey on the other side, quail. a day's journey this side about the camp as it were two cubits high on the face of the earth and and the people stood up all that day well all day all right and all that night that night and all the next day terry my goodness so we're talking what 36 hours yeah uh, and they gathered the quails. My goodness. And he that gathered the least, just the least, gathered 10 homers. I'm going to have to look up a homer. I looked it up one time, how much it was. Yeah. Uh, one of you guys might look that up for me. H-O-M-E-R. The, the guy that gathered the least had 10 homers full, and they spread them all around for themselves about the camp. Well. Well, that's yeah. a bunch of quail. Abundance is the nature so of God. So God doesn't have a yeah. shortage problem. No, he does not. He's not dealing with COVID. No. He's not dealing with there's no toilet paper on the shelves. There's yeah, no right. there's no there's no food on the shelves. God that's says, right. "Oh, you need some quail? How'd you like to have 3 feet for 2 days journey?" Well, he's They come out of the sea. He he proves on behalf of now, his I've own name. I heard a chicken of the sea, but I hadn't heard a quail of the sea. <laughs> well, you know how he says, I swear by my own name. Yeah. Well, he had to swear by, by himself. Name. There's no higher power. There is no higher power. And he's saying, this is who I am. This is the quality of what I do. And this is the nature of how I do it. And I do it in abundance. Darling, our time has run out. I mean, we're... You got 40 seconds left? How'd that happen? <laughs> hey, my we're... pockets grow money. Yes, your pockets grow money. You got to quality... start saying that. My pockets grow money. See, if you're a giver and a tither and a blesser and learn to yeah. live to give, your pockets will grow money. Well, but if you're stingy and you say, what's mine is mine, Lord, you oh, leave yeah. it alone, you can forget about your pockets growing money. Cheers. It's a lifestyle, Renee. It, well, say we'll be back with you next time. <laughs> and in, in between, you need to just say, my pockets grow my money. My pockets grow money. And you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye, y'all. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for watching today. Renee and I always enjoy ministering to you. And one thing about the word, it works. I've always said about the, our books and tapes and products that there's no theory back there. It's 54 years of third world missionary evangelism that I know for a fact works. You know, the COVID thing is about wrapped up, thank God, and uh, different restrictions are lifting around the world. And so uh, we're beginning to move out around the world again, which is what we've done for 54 years. And so uh, we want to invite you to partner with us, to hook up with us, to go around the world with us. You know, in our as far as teaching and training, we train missionaries, uh, we train pastors, 
I've had pastors' conferences in country after country after country, which is something God spoke to me to do when I was just a teenager, to train ministers. And so we've done that. But we also have open-air crusades and different kind of crusades in different nations uh, with healings and miracles and salvations. So we want to invite you to be partners with us as we have partnered with other ministries all, really all of our lives. And we pray for our partners daily. We'll pray for you daily. So make it a consideration. Make it a prayer. See what the Holy Ghost says to you. And uh, we'd be glad to have you partner with us and go around the world with us. God bless you.